Hey guys, and now for a special, another special episode of All Fudged Up. This is tax time, part two. Tax time, tax time, it's tax time, it sucks. All right, so on this episode's tax time, I want to go start with some frequently asked questions that I've heard in my role as a tax preparer or as a phone, as the first point of contact in hearing all the tax questions that people have when, when you know, some, some basic questions that I would like to address now so that when you have to go get your taxes prepared, you can avoid these kind of questions because you already know the answer to it. Cool. So first thing, um, should my spouse and I file joint or separate? Well, I have discussed this before on tax time part one. You probably will have, oh, I'm sorry. We need to start from the beginning. None of this is to be used as tax advice. This is only tax information. This is for educational purposes only. Everything in this podcast is just an opinion and is not to be used as tax advice. Thank you. Okay. Should my spouse and I file joint or separate? Well, as always, it depends. But usually, honestly, it's usually more advantageous to file joint. But once again, it depends. Depends on your situation. So, you know, obviously that is something that you you discuss with your tax preparer and then, you know, a decision is made after that. Um, the next point, um, do you want my receipts or my you know, print out from CVS showing how much my prescriptions were. And the very short answer for that from any tax preparer is no, we do not. Um, what we want is for you to give us a total, um, for these expenditures. And I don't just mean the grand total. This is my expenditures. It was $24,862. Okay, great. But what were what were those expenditures? So what I'm asking for, um, what most tax preparers will ask for is, a, you know, kind of summation of what they were like, you know, what were your prescriptions? What were your doctor visits? Um, did you have to pay for parking at the doctor? You know, um, what and if we're talking about a small business, uh, you know, what were, you know, just just group them together like this was supplies. This was my office specifically supplies, you know, like paper printer, paper, toner, copper, paint, and ink, a printer, whatever. Um, and then supplies, you know, could be, well, it depends on your business. Um, but it could be just other supplies that you would need for your business. So, you know, or was it, um, you know, something else, you know, just let us know what it is. Just like a quick, you know, this is this, this is this, blah, blah, blah. Here's the totals 
um, for those expenses. Um, and like I said, that works for, you know, medical expenses as well as like, you know, uh, business expenses. But once again, the short answer, very short answer to do you want my receipts is no. Um, the only time that we will need clarification uh, if it's a small business, sir, let's say, and you made a big purchase, let's say it was more than like $2,000, um, you paid for some sort of equipment that you're using in your business, you know, perhaps we need some more information on that, but you know, we would just, we would ask you for that. Okay. Next question. Um, working. Oh, this is specific. Um, so a lot of people have, uh, you know, gone to working for Uber or Lyft or maybe Instacart or maybe they're selling things on Etsy and then they get a 1099K, usually sometime January. A 1099K that shows a bunch of income, um, you know, stated by Uber, Lyft, Etsy, whatever payment processing um, company that they used, you know, might send you this 1099K. And this 1099K I'm bringing up because what's listed as the total amount paid to you may not be what you received in your checking account. So what I, what I'm bringing this up for is you should definitely verify what you got in your checking account versus what this 1099K says. Um, and if there is a difference, let's say the 1099K says that you were paid $1,000, but your bank account says 793. Well, that difference of $207 is processing fees. And you should, abs what you need to do on your tax return would be to put the gross amount. You need to put what that 1099K says. Cause if you don't, then the IRS is going to come back and be like, um, we have a problem and that's not fun. Um, so you need to put what the 1099K says and then an expenses or deductions portion of that 1099K amount. That's when you would put like processing fees, like the $207 because you know that and then any other expenses. But, you know, this is just one of those little sneaky things um, that they sneak in the processing fees um, and, and they just net an amount to you. But then they, you know, of course, report the gross total. And then, you know, it's just like, but wait. I didn't get that other $200. What the hell? That's what the hell. All right. Um, so just, you know, just double check that. Okay. Cause the, the tax person isn't going to know that the tax person is just going to see this 1099 K. And even if your QuickBooks income or whatever shows, you know, that it's $200 less, they're going to be like, well, but I have to report this 1099 K good accountants, tax preparation. People will ask, um, busy, even good, but busy persons just may put in the gross amount. Sometimes they'll usually then put the difference, but sometimes not always. Sometimes they don't ask. So, you know, just so you know, like, you know, it's not that the tax prepper, it's not that they're a bad tax preparer, but they could just be busy and maybe they just overlooked it. So, you know, just, just know, just know that. Okay. Just in case they don't say that. Um, and then, you know, 
in regards to, you know, whatever income that you might have from like that small business that you're doing or a little side hustle that you got going, you know, what other expenses do you have? You know, this, this may or may not be something another tax preparer will go over. Like they, they just may ask you like, what expenses do you have? And then you say, oh, well I have this and this. And they're like, great, cool. Moving on. I don't know. It just once, usually once again, depends on like how busy are they? Not has any, you not has anything to do with how competent they are. Just might have something to do with how busy they are. So, you know, of course you gotta be your, your best advocate is yourself. So, um, you know, just something to consider, like what else, what other expenses do you have? Like, do you have a cell phone that you use primarily for business? Like, do you have a laptop that you use primarily for business? Like maybe you can't do the whole cost, but maybe you can do like a portion of that service for the cell phone and portion of that internet service for the internet, especially if you have to work at home. Um, you know, if you're a W2 waged person, you're not, you're, you're not doing any, um, home office expenses if you're working at home. Um, you know, so make sure that you submit those expenses to your employer to have them like, do not pay for your paper, do not pay for your, and you know, printer ink and toner or whatever, like, you know, talk to your company and if they're not going to reimburse you for those, you know, things and you gotta, I don't know tell them to make them no I'm just kidding but try to negotiate with them try to get them to pay for it or if they're not going to pay for it maybe they can pay you more an hour I don't know so just just things to keep in mind um and of course there's a myriad of other questions you know in regards to your business that I would want to ask you but you know I can't because I don't know your specific circumstances so um also, so I guess another thing I would want to bring up is if you do have some sort of side hustle, if you do have questions, um, try to, if you have a CPA, um, you know, somebody that's not like H&R Block or TurboTax or whatever the fuck, like somebody that's an actual accounting firm, um, <clears throat> like see if you could ask them questions in the off season, like, you know, if not over the summer when they're typically not busy. Um, but also typically on vacation. So you may have to schedule something. Um, but you know, maybe if not over the summer, maybe like in the winter time, like November, December, see if you can make an appointment and be like, Hey, I have some questions. Like, do you mind? Like also how much would it be? Like, is that included in the tax? You know, just, you know, cause some accountants, it's part of the tax prep. Like they of course will give you like an hour of their time. Um, and they absolutely prefer, prefer to do that during non-tax season and tax season would be like, let's say January to the tax filing date, which is usually April 15th this year, May 17th. So, um, so this year's tax season, a little bit extended. So if you have questions for your tax preparer and they're still not getting back to you, that's why. So just give them a couple more weeks. Okay. They're not ignoring you. Um, they're just, you know, they have, they may have their hands full with, with some, with some tax stuff going on. So sorry. Okay. Next part of this tax time episode. Fun things to ask your CPA or tax preparer about if married filing joint, ask the taxpayer, uh, ask the tax preparer for a taxpayer versus spouse split. Um, this is, or like married, um, but like split, like the, most 
tax preparers are able to have it built into their software um, that they can provide like, oh, this is what, you know, this is what spouse one, uh, this is all their income and whatever, and this is all spouse two's income and whatever. And here's what, here's the tax that you would pay if you were filing separate is usually also included on that, or at least on from the tax softwares that I've used, it, it was included on there. So that's a fun thing to ask for, especially if you, you know, and this could be for a myriad of reasons, like um, perhaps you are divorce planning and you want to see, you know, how it would shake out if you guys, you know, were separate. I don't know. Perhaps you just want to do it for fun. Um, just as, you know, as a competition thing, a little friendly competition thing, or, um, or, or maybe it's just, you know, the one spouse earns a lot. Um, and then, you know, um, because, but because of the other spouses, why they don't pay as much because of, you know, just that. Um, and so, you know, and then, you know, I've, I've definitely seen that situation where the one spouse earns like a lot and the other spouse like works as a teacher and does, um, but you know, because of, because of them being married, you know, they get this tax break. And so he's just like, here, I'm just going to give you some money to, you know, go play with and whatever. And she's like, cool, go to Vegas. It works for them and they're happy. So <laughs> clearly they're doing something right. All right. Um, also fun things to ask your CPA or tax preparer for, um, especially if you have like a small business or any rental properties, you should ask for a fixed asset depreciation schedule, especially if you're thinking about going to a different tax preparer. You absolutely, before you do that, before you do anything, make sure you get that fixed asset depreciation schedule. Um, because, uh, you're going to need that for the next CPA. And if you already have left the previous one, they're not going to be as, you know, helpful. Usually they probably will be most of a, most tax professionals are professional enough that, you know, they just, <clears throat> of course, want to make it as easy as possible for you and for the next accountant. So generally there's not a problem, but you know, if, if they're busy, you know, once again, if they're busy, it may wait a little while. So just, you know, try to ask for it before, just try to ask for it once a year, every other year. And, um, also, you know, if you do have a small business or even a big business, like look it over and be like, Oh, you still have a truck on here from like 1990. Me. Yeah. That's gone. Like let's, let's, uh, let's get that off and, uh, and, uh, you know, make sure we have these other ones on there. All right. Another fun thing to do to ask or verify with your tax professional is your direct deposit information. And this is usually um, an issue like if you owe a couple of years or whatever, um, or you owe a year and then maybe sometime in that year or the previous year you have changed your checking account information, but if you owed, you're just going to send a check or go online and fill it out and do that or whatever. But then like the next year you get direct deposit and maybe 
um, you know, they just assume or whatever, just maybe it hasn't been updated or, or whatnot. So that's a good thing to do is if you're getting a refund, um, or an overpayment, um, from state or the feds, like either one, like you should definitely make sure you have that. Just, just double check like, oh, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Tax Preparer. Hey, tax professional. Do you have my X, Y, and Z account on there? Like, just want to check. Um, also, uh, let's, you know, most tax preparers, um, will do a year end tax planning with you. Once again, check with your tax preparer, see if it's just part of, you know, the tax prep fee, or maybe it's a couple hundred dollars for them to like, you know, go over things, especially if you typically owe taxes, perhaps this is something that could be beneficial for you. Like if you sat down with your tax professional in like October or November and with a current, you know, as current as possible set of like profit and loss, income and expenses, you know, they may be able to be like, oh, hey, here's where you could save some money. Um, or it's looking like you might be owing some taxes, you know, or, or something, you know, just maybe some general guidance could be had. Um, so that's a, that's a fun thing to do. And, um, but you know, ask them, of course, you know, if it's, if it's part of the fee or if you have to pay extra or, or whatever. All right, so that's pretty much what I have for my topics for this tax time. Um, I hope that I was able to provide some information. If you have any questions, please, please let me know. Um, I can try as best I can. Um, I cannot provide tax advice, um, you know, to, to somebody that's just writing and asking me a question. I can just try to provide, um, you know, what I think maybe you could ask or what you, you know, maybe the direction to look, you know, but obviously just please remember this is, this is just meant to be informational, educational, um, and hopefully I was able to present it in a way that was fun. So if you have tax questions, let me know. If you, you know, have questions on a side hustle, I totally want to hear that. Um, if you're just thinking about some side hustle and you want to hear my thoughts, dude, I want to hear that too. I love side hustles. I love hearing about how people are making money and, you know, do it and showcasing their talents and doing this and that's. Um, like I absolutely want to hear it. That's one of the reasons that I love being an accountant. Like I love hearing, you know, like how people are, you know, supporting themselves essentially. Like, you know, what are they doing to make money? Like, it's just, it's so fascinating to me. And it's just, especially when you see somebody that like finds their niche and then they're just, they just, you know, are able to not only make a living, but then employ other people. It's just, it's so beautiful and I love it. And, um, yeah. So I hope you guys are having a great day. And like I said, this has been a special episode and I will talk to you again soon. Bye, my little pledge pops.